This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, hello. Welcome to She Podcast, episode 336. I am your host slash co-host Jessica Kupferman and with me as always the lady in red today Miss Elsie Escobar how are you today I am okay I'm all right good I'm all right just all right just all right today yeah 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 okay okay all right okay well let me tell you a story okay quickly yes Um, you know that I use a CPAP to sleep right so I don't snore no, but thanks for reminding me because I didn't know it was a mutual. So I'm assuming you've got two CPAPs. I just have the one. You mean because Scott has one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like in the middle of the room. It's like something that just goes on the side of your bed. And then okay. and then actually the thing goes here over your nose and then around your head. Well, oh. something was – it was glitching last night and it was blowing air at like top speed. Oh. Like just hugely blowing air. And I had to take it off after like a half hour. But my ribs are sore today because when you have air just blowing right up your nose, <gasps> like I was like intaking the most ridiculous amounts of air. Oh my so like now oh. when I laugh, my ribs hurt. You now realize that maybe parts of your lungs were not actually being worked out and you weren't using your lungs to full capacity possibly, which started to help you get those muscles moving a little bit more around that part of your lungs. Okay. So when you first put it on, it's just supposed to help you. Like, I don't need help breathing. Right. So like, it will breathe with me like, but like, it shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't be blowing air as if there's a fire. And so it made my stomach probably contract too far for like a half hour. My my lungs oh. were probably at capacity for breath. Right, right. You know, and I couldn't, and I probably couldn't exhale in time for it to be refilled. Oh, That's the problem. Interesting. It's weird. Interesting. I know it's weird, but like I don't know. I'm sure why I'm telling you other other than to say my ribs hurt. Oh, now. come, come now. My ribs hurt. We got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about this time around, I must say. Yes, we do. Well, actually, you you have to remember something that we always I need to clarify with you. And I think I keep thinking you know this, but I think that you don't or maybe you what? do. But then now we're going to put it on record so that we can always reference back. When I add things into the show notes, I don't mean for us to cover all the things that are in the show this. notes. Of course I know that. So we only want to cover you the things. You think I'm an idiot, don't you? You no, think I I'm don't, a full-fledged. Because, because then you keep going like, and then we have, and Ow. then I'm like, no, we don't need to cover all of it. I just have it on there so that we have things to talk about. Sometimes we have that. all of these things and we don't cover any of them. Yes, I'm aware of all these things. Okay. I am I am aware of the show. I am aware of the flow. I'm okay. aware of how it go. I know. Yeah. All right. 
I swear I know. Okay. All right. I am oblivious to many things, but not <laughs> our podcast. Your thoughts about it, perhaps. Possibly. Your plans for it, definitely. Yes. <laughs> I will never know the plans until they've already been executed. That's fine. I've gotten used to yes. it. Yes. 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 Okay. okay. All right. Oh, but ow. Okay. Shall we begin, first of all, with talking about with our sponsorship? No, with our sponsorship, but it's going to be sponsored Amazon Music slash they're in the news. So maybe we could oh. do like a one-two punch because the news yes. – that have okay, to yes. do with them is directly right below, as you can see yes. in our show notes. Yes, yes, yes. That's very smart. Okay. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Yes. All right. So I guess is this on me? You want me to start? Well, you can start and I'll finish. How's that? That sounds like every other night at my house. Okay. Baracha! Okay. <laughs> okay. First, let's talk about Amazon Music, you guys, because it is the perfect place for you to upload your podcast for one reason and one reason alone, so that your mom or dad or sister or brother or friend can go, A-L-E-X-A, play me Elsie's podcast, and then poof, it comes up. All you have to do is put your RSS feed in where they have podcasters.amazon.com. You get your RSS feed from your host, your podcasting host. And you go to podcasters.amazon.com. It will say, you can say, play the next episode, play the latest episode, fast forward, rewind. Um, And it's for your show, but it has to be in Amazon Music. So you have to add it to Amazon Music. Um, But it's pretty cool. They've created a really nice little hub for um, podcast support. And they have a nice FAQ that shows you how to do everything. And you guys got to check it out. They also have a really nice community of content innovators that you can be a part of. Again, go to podcasters.amazon.com. And let's talk about how they're in the news, Miss Elsie Escobar. Yeah. So it seems this is an article from The Verge. It seems that Amazon Music has launched its very first true podcast feature, which is synced transcripts. Yay. I have not use this again because I don't use there I don't use a lot of different places to consume content, but it also seems that Amazon Music is slowly allowing this out. So this isn't for everyone. It's it's a proprietary uh service, it seems like, within Amazon Music that they were doing this. So for now it says on the verge, the transcripts are only coming to certain Amazon Music and Wondery shows, along with partner programs that have worked with Amazon on the feature, like This American Life and Crime Junkie. Uh, Also, uh, it says more partners of shows will receive transcripts in the future. So there we have it. It's another option for folks that uh, are able to see that. It seems like it's a really neat implementation for it. So I'm going to go ahead and check it out at some point here. Check it out. Particularly from one of the Wondery shows. And you can scroll down to be able to see what they're talking about or what part of the equation is happening. And we'll see how it goes because that's, I mean, yay. It's very cool. Actually, can I do a quick tool tip while we're on the subject of transcripts? Sure, let's do it. Elsie's tool tip. Um, First, hi, John John. 
Hello, John. John. Our editor, John, in the his house, as Snoop Dogg would say. Hello. How are you? Nice to see you. Glad you could be here. I'm going to do a quick tool tip, and here it is. I know Elsie says she has told me about this before, but I don't remember at all. So one of the things we really wanted in our membership is the ability to search our QAs because we do a weekly QA with all different kinds of questions. Some of you write them in via email. Some of you text them when we remind you of the Q&As and some of you just come up with them spontaneously. And so what we really want, which is wonderful, but what we really wanted was for somebody to be able to search in the membership website sponsorship and not just come up with every resource, but also every time we've mentioned it. And we found, well, Elsie found, and then I refound a solution. I'm pointing right at the camera. I'm not this aggressive. I'm sorry. Um, It's called Searchy. S-E-A-R-C-H-I-E dot I-O. And it does this. It is not cheap, but it is worth it to have a membership that can search what you're saying during your podcast. If you have the kind of podcast or content where you want people to be able to search by term, which is something that when you're doing a question and answer for an hour every week, You want to be able to provide whatever answers you can provide with that term. So now people can search anything they want. Editor, producer, brand, cover art, sponsorship. I'm not even being paid by Searchy, just so you know. I just wanted to do a tooltip. Elsie's tooltip. I just wanted to do a tooltip so that you guys knew about it because we're going to implement it. And I'm so freaking excited. How did I not realize when you told me about this what it did? Well... Yeah, I think it's part of those things. What is it? I've seen productivity things in the past where you usually need to, you only retain the solutions to problems when they are applicable at the time in which you find them. And so when I shared this with you, there was no work. Like at that time, we weren't really working yeah, on anything related to the membership. It's sort of like, oh my gosh, I found these great pair of like, sparkly sandals yeah and it's like well good for you we are now you know what i mean winter if it would have been boots i could have seen but that said you knew how frustrated that i was or that we were when i couldn't find this solution like i guess i'm wondering like did you present it with enough fanfare for me to notice no i didn't i said look at this this is really cool this is how they found it but the thing is it's like Uh, why would i have also put you in a place of Having to implement that, putting it into the thing, like it just because it's useful. Well, yeah, but we weren't in a place to execute on any of this for our for yeah, our folks. Okay, right? We weren't anyway. We're doing anyway. It but but yeah. here's the thing, though. Yes, Jess totally sold it, and I and I, I've seen it in I've seen it work. So I I mean, meaning I've seen it at work. Not I've seen it work. I've seen it at work in the way at that it, you're supposed to. At- implement it, right? As a consumer, Mm -hmm. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. What I have not seen is what you are thinking about it that it might possibly do for our QA. So I'm not sure that it's going to solve that problem. Here's what it does. I'll tell you. Okay. From my understanding, and this is from our membership team, which is Zemplicity. Okay. 
and if you're interested in them, zemplicity.com. Basically, you upload whatever videos you want into Searchy, just like you would Vimeo. So it will replace Vimeo. You oh. instead purchase Searchy, mm. upload all the videos, and then it transcribes it all automatically. And I believe fairly accurately, like pretty accurately. Once you have it in there and it's transcribed, there's a widget that you put on your website, like a search widget, which will then look for anything that you've, whatever's uploaded into Searchy, it will look for those words. So it's not necessarily a plugin for the website as much as it is a tool for you to put, you sort of lay it on top as a tool that people can use to search the stuff you have in there. So the smart thing to do is put everything in there. Mm -hmm. The only caveat I'm wondering is like, so for example, we have PDFs that we upload to and or blog posts, but Searchy only hosts videos and audio. So like if someone searches, for example, again, sponsorship, will the courses actually come up or just what we have in Searchy? Because Maybe what we do is just have a special QA search on the QA page and then everything else, I don't know. I want it to be able to search everything. And somehow I have to figure out how it will search both our website and our searchy content. But I'm assuming Jamie knows a workaround for that, which is she's Zemplicity CEO. Yeah, I think that part of it is that we do have to see it in implementation to see if what we want actually works, because sometimes there are solutions to problems, but they don't work in the way that you want them to work. But I do think that that Searchy is a wonderful tool that is for sure incredibly helpful. I, for one, really want to see it in practice to see if it actually delivers on the results, particularly with the problem that we have, because we have a a huge amount of volume of things that we have already created. And it would be incredible for folks to be able to really quickly find solutions to problems. So for me, this is how it would work incredibly well. You know how I, in fact, I think I just searched for this very specific thing, but in Google now, obviously when you go do a search, it automatically gives you It's skewing towards giving you solutions for video, video solutions first, and it props them up. And then now it actually gives you the little time code. So if it's a 10 minute video about marketing your podcast, but you asked how to build your marketing in social media and they cover it at minute five, it'll give you the time code and you can just go look at that video at that time, watch the two minutes where they cover that and then keep back to searching. So for me, I'd love to have folks go inside of our QA and go, oh my gosh, I have a question. How do you reach out to sponsors first or sponsorship best practices? And they do that. And then you cover it for two minutes. I cover it for five minutes. You cover it in a different QA for seven minutes. And then they can just really quickly go through all of those videos and just watch that one part of all of those. That's how I would do it because then I would get all I would get the answer to my question. I don't have to sit and learn about download numbers if that's not really a question that I'm looking to find an answer to, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. That is it. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see how it goes, but we'll we'll uh yeah, it's going to be in there and we'll just have to wing it, I guess. All right, on with the show. On with the show. So we did tooltips early today. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay. So now one of the biggest is Bonnie in the house because I but she's already used this. But Let me add what? that. 
Clubhouse, 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 uh, now finally lets you record conversations for later listening. And it seems that they are actually doing it and you can download it, I believe. What? I know. Oh, look at this. So check this out. This is interesting. Listeners to a recorded conversation can skip to the next speaker, pause, scrub, or make a 30-second clip. It won't matter. And they can also listen to it at 1.5 or 2 times speed. Well, that's interesting. I did not know that. But only if it's not live. Yeah, it's not live. So now you can... basically a podcast, but with terrible audio, right? Sure. Yeah. Terrible audio, groups of people introducing themselves, agreeing with each other, adding on, and talking about themselves. Okay, Terrible audio. Can't wait. Can I just be devil's advocate for this now? Okay. All right. (laughs) Be my guest. Mind you, I I am not... I know you don't like it either. Okay, listen. I don't like it either. You're correct. I am not a fan at this point, at this specific point on on Clubhouse, because I... At this juncture, Elsie is not a fan. I don't want to be part... Like, it. just the entire... Everything is very extra for me, even if there's some great stuff, because I have attended a couple of Clubhouse clubs that every time I attend, I feel... That it's been a great time. In fact, some of the content in there is awesome. Mind you, it's been like maybe three. But every time that I have done it, I've loved it. And if a a, a host or is is a great host leading rooms, it's a really great experience. That said, though, the possibility for being able to streamline and make the audio better is for sure a thing. And you cannot, again, this is already happening with so many podcasts anyway. Jess, I know you said like with terrible audio, but there are so many podcasts already that are essentially that. That don't make it right. I know it doesn't make it right. All I'm saying is that that's already what people are doing anyway. So instead of doing it via Zoom, they're going to be doing it via Clubhouse. And yes, there's the varied, if you do have people coming on and talking, the sound is going to be terrible because there's people that are going to sound great and then some people are going to sound horrible depending upon where they are. It's through the phone, right? But the possibilities of leading a room that is on point and you do things really well and you moderate it really well, I think that that's a a possibly a really wonderful thing. I honestly would love it. I'm so excited that this is now happening because the Podcasting Seriously Club that Jaleka Lentigo-Williams does in there on, I think, twice a week is one of the best clubs out there. And she has some amazing guests. And I never go because the times and it's, I can't show up. I just can't show up. I've tried. I see it and I'm like, oh. I can never do it either for the exact same reason that I don't. (sighs) Clubhouse. Okay. There are two types of people on this planet at this moment. And yes, you can split this in a bunch of ways. But here are the ways I'd like to split it today. People who want to both listen to and leave audio messages and people who hate them. Two people. Okay. Bonnie. I don't. God love you. I completely disagree. She isn't. She is an audio message leaving, Voxer using, Clubhouse loving, 
audiophile type of person. Anytime she can talk instead of type is welcome for Bonnie. Now, I am the opposite. I have just deleted Voxer because I never want to use it again. <laughs> I don't like when people leave me audio messages, even though, Bonnie, I will listen to yours. God damn it. But I hate them. I don't want someone to li- to leave me them, but I know that there are people that do this. Holly Cates is one of them. Katie Kremitzos is one of them. You just have to accept this about people. But I don't do that to you, and you don't do it to me unless you know I'm right there. Like, very rarely, Elsie will do it because she's walking, and it's easier than for yeah. her to type and walk. Yeah. I'm okay with that because I'm usually somewhere where I can listen to it if she and I are texting back and forth. But for the most part, I am never in a position where I can listen to either a clubhouse or a Twitter space or an audio message. So it's just going to go unheard. Well, why do I I have to get an apology letter ready? Change my mind. What's the third type of person besides those two people? Hate it or love it? No, no, no. I think that there's uh, that when we're talking about Clubhouse, though, we're talking about two separate things. One of them is that you are participating in conversation in real time. And there's something really amazing about having that back and forth and the ease of use of being in on Clubhouse on the phone and the low barrier of entry. To me, meaning I don't have to get my computer out. I don't have to have a camera on. I can move around easily. It gives me more freedom to consume anywhere. And it also takes the barrier of having to perform so that if somebody asks me to speak, I'm just on the phone. It's like I'm doing a phone call. Okay. So that's true. So in that respect, that's the one benefit. I really like that feeling that it's very expansive in that way. I think that for me, though, because of my own antisocial tendencies, I don't want people to know that I am there, nor that I I don't want that. I don't want people to see me. And that's something that I can do when there's a recording. Just stated what I stated, but in a different, more introverted-y, centered way. Molly says Clubhouse is for narcissists. <laughs> in Costa Rica, everyone uses WhatsApp. I've grown to love it, so it's effective. So so Scott, in his pursuit of Talmudic studies, he is studying okay. Judaism and the Torah and some other things. A lot of his teachers are in Israel. And so he uses WhatsApp to go back and forth with them in Israel. And apparently it's like used instead of Facebook. Like there are certain it's groups you can everywhere. be in. Yeah, it's used everywhere. everywhere. But I just think he's gotten US. really into using it for the same reason, Molly, is because mm-hmm. it has it has way more features than, you know, regular messages does. We can move on from this. Yeah, but all I'm saying is that this is actually, I feel it's a really good thing. I've been wanting to find a reason to use some of these platforms that work for me. So I'm not saying for marketing purposes, I'm not, wor- you know, there's no like strategy around this. This is simply for Elsie that it feels in alignment with the things that I'm doing because that's the only way that I work really, unless it's a job, right? So it's either you hire me to do the thing and then I will do that. Or when I engage with platforms, I like to do it in a way that feels good to me and that feels like a yes, not that feels like a no. And as of now, this new thing from Clubhouse makes it feel like a, oh, neat. So it's not a total hard no, but well, it's I disagree, a, oh, but that's interesting. Fine. Interesting. So anyway, and, and I think it's going to work for a I lot of I wish I could love it. I would like to get into a position where I love it because I do think as an audio 
format, we should be on it, but I just don't have the willingness to be on it as much as I feel like I need to be in order to get it right. Right. Also, there is a possibility that I was thinking like we can at some point technically figure out how to be on Clubhouse when we record, but not be on Clubhouse, right? You know what I mean? That's a great idea. Like I will... Ooh, I love you know, that idea. Let's try that. Bonnie, help us with that. We'll pay you. Okay, anyway. So, yeah, so that I I don't think Bonnie will be the solution to this problem. I think John would be help us figure it out. Okay, okay, no, okay. I John would be. Bonnie's not okay, okay, because okay, okay. it's it's a tech, it's all tech and roadcaster pros and things like that. Okay, so, okay. So, okay. She Let's move on, on to our next <laughs> I've unleashed the Kraken. All right. Oh, this was an interesting, but this is a little bit on the gossip kind of thing that I'm a little not bit. sure. A little bit. Yeah. So it seems like Dave Portnoy mm-hmm. from uh, Barstool. Who, by the way, this is a weird story for us to cover. So I just want to preface yeah. it by saying Elsie is into all things Barstool because of the whole call her daddy yes. situation that happened last year. Yes. Her favorite show now is call her daddy. Yeah. The two co-hosts split up one listened to her boyfriend and got greedy and the other one stayed on barstool and now barstool is in another not that their thing was a scandal but they're part of a scandal with dave portnoy because because you, seems, should i well i mean wanna, it seems like right. you know there's some sex allegations with uh dave portnoy uh, uh, sex, not sex allegations. allegations rough i can allegate anybody with sex but I sexual know, exactly. abuse is different Yes, he would be correct. That would be correct. Sorry. I accuse you of sex as well. <laughs> I'm, a- I'm allegating you, Elsie, and myself, in fact. Yeah, so. And everyone but, on the But call. actually, this was covered on Inside Radio. So I'm not, I didn't go outside of the of the realm of how we cover things on the show. But it seems like, I think that what I'm. I don't know. They're making it out to be bad press. Barstool Sport. Okay, let, I'll, I'll just go over it real quick because I know you're being delicate. Okay, here we go. Ready, go. So apparently three women have come out to say that they engaged in what was at first consensual sex with Barstool Sports founder Dave Portnoy. Mm-hmm. But then towards the end of the consensual encounter, it became, quotes, violent and humiliating. Mm. choke them and film them without their permission, et cetera, and so forth. Portnoy strongly denies the allegations, saying, I've never done anything weird with a girl ever. That sounds boring. Never anything remotely non-consensual. But it's a hit piece, he claims, and cancel culture has been coming for him for a decade. This is just the next iteration. The woke cancel culture wants to cancel me. I'm scared now. And he says he expects another accuser will come forward. I guarantee this. They'll never be able to prove anything. Nothing because nothing's ever happened. But I can't stop it. He said, she said. So a very cocky yeah, approach and also... The fact that he knows there's another accuser says what? Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, look, there are a lot of famous men out there. A lot of them are assholes or perceived assholes. Not everyone becomes accused of non-consexual violent sex. If they were, I mean, if I was going to accuse someone just off the top of my head out of nowhere... 
why would they pick this particular guy? Like, how self-important do you have to be to be like, everyone's been after me for a decade? Like, why? Why do well, you think you're that important that three women would, like, you know, have a terrible experience with you and then run to tell the press about it? I don't know. I just feel like you already know another person's coming, which means you clearly know that women hate you. So that's already well, number that, one. Well, that's Why the would thing. that be? I mean, be? The, the thing is, this whole entire Why thing would is, that be? It's not surprising because that's the vibe that I felt during the whole call her daddy thing and at, even listening to him on one the, of the what, episodes. Women hate him? No, the vibe that he puts out is very much like Barstool. It's his show. I mean, it's alpha that male vibe. Yeah, um, it's it's there's nothing yeah. wrong with an alpha male vibe. No, no, no. It's there not, is something I, actually, wrong with the I'll humiliate even, anyone that comes across my path vibe, though. It's not alpha male. It is just the bro feel vibe of the content and the girl. It's like it feels to me that you know they're all going to sell it. With the girls in the bikinis kind of thing, right? So the girls in the bikinis are are like the set pieces to draw whoever it is that they want to listen to the shows, right? It's very – that's what it feels like to me. And therefore, I made a judgment call on the type of person that he was. Now, all of this stuff here, it just feels like it's not surprising. Like it doesn't feel like it was like, oh my God, I'm so shocked. I can't believe it. But also – just the fact that he said, I've never done anything weird with a girl ever. That's also it's, bullshit. It's like, what? Everyone has done something weird with someone. Everyone. Everyone. Don't try and act like you haven't. But see, the other thing, though, because he said you're not going to find all the stuff, right? But it said here that he filmed them without permission. So... Those there tapes is proof. are somewhere right, right. because they Unless don't go burning. away. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're burning it. Like, you can't delete that stuff. It's going to come up. I mean, maybe it's just going to come up. Maybe he deleted it. It doesn't matter if he deleted it, Jess. You know that stuff is out there somewhere. It, you can't do that unless you're like a supersonic spy person who knows how to blow up hard drives. They have to have been backed up into some server somewhere. Like, it, I'm telling you. You know, I, I mean, all I'm saying is you can be alpha male without being a douche. That's, yes. This guy has not mastered that skill. No, he's just, and he's not alpha. I do not think he's alpha. I can name one off the top of my head. Leonardo DiCaprio. Very alpha male, very bro vibe, but not a douche. He may go through women like Kleenex. They seem perfectly willing to be sneezed on without any questions asked. So I don't even think, you know, you've never heard anyone say, Leo hurt me. No, I'm sure it's all very clear and concise to the point. He's just not a douchebag. This guy is a douche. I'm sorry. His whole website screams douche. Every face on there says douche. I should stop saying douche, but you know what I'm saying. You should stop. Yes. No, I get it. I'm it, just saying just that. Yes. So, all right. Here's what's happening. We'll see how he's it plays gross. out. We'll see how it plays out. Call her daddy's not on there anymore. No, dude. Oh, oh wait, it Jessica. Is. Wait, what? We have been covering the fact that she got the bazillion million dollars. Oh, that's by right. Spotify. By Spotify. Okay. But can we just talk about something else? Go on their website under shows. You have one called Chicks in the Office, so they're being called Chicks 
in the office. The other one is called the dime package, which is two women holding a football, one with her tits out. Then you've got token CEO, which is a black and white picture of a woman in a tie, no face. Then you've got publicity, T with publicity. She's wearing a crop top bathrobe or something. Then you've got, because I said so, two blondes, two of the whitest girls I've ever seen. And then loud and complicit women with their mouths taped shut. Not the best network. Not a very women centric positive but that's network. not their demographic. It's like somebody looking at our uh, every single live thing that mentions going, a woman is humiliating. Is of course, somehow yes. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying whatever that it's on brand. Okay, Am yeah, I wrong? it's really on brand. It's more on brand that he humiliates women because it seems to be what he wants to do with every show host that comes his way that has tits. Also, moving on. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I think the next thing we should talk about is me. Okay. What are you talking? Okay. Go. So I was approached this week by someone who I think is very prominent in social media, although he's been a little bit under the radar in the last years, but he was a big deal when social media first started. And he is starting a marketing podcast network and asked me to join. It is a rev share. So that if they sell advertising on the network, we each get a piece, providing we have X amount of downloads per episode. And we can also sell on our own shows if we want to. And they don't get a cut. And they don't get a cut of what you sell yourself. Only what they sell for you. It'll be hosted on Megaphone. And instead of paying $100 a month for hosting, it's 25 So you can either put two ad spots in your show or pay $25. One or the other. So I thought, I mean, how can I say no to this? Because even if I didn't find it interesting, which I do, I thought it would be even more interesting to share because you and I always talk about like when people ask us, like, should I do a network or not? I rarely find a situation where I find it to be valuable for the podcaster. But in this particular case, I already know that the founder has a pretty healthy audience. I know that Megaphone will offer some pretty interesting ads on my show and that whoever he picks up for this show will also have a a pretty healthy audience. So all of us together may be able to make, you know, what if it was $200 a month? it's, It's an experiment like everything else we do that I do. But I wanted to share it with you guys because... Megaphone is kind of a, a big deal, a cool thing. Let me, let me, you know what? So let wait, me just, let me read you the pitch. Who is going? Okay, are you supposed to be talking about this? By the way, yeah, it's okay. I asked what one of my questions was. Can I talk about it on the show? Oh, okay. Um, okay so here's the pitch, and I'm not, and I'm being vague. Most marketing podcasts can't generate enough thousands to make much CPM. Lots of smaller podcasts together can. This will be a communal effort to pool our download numbers, offering network advertising. Then we split the revenue evenly. Larger shows contribute the difference in what they might make on their own and what we pay out as a way to uplift others in the community. Smaller shows get an immediate infusion of sponsorship dollars to keep them motivated and excited. If one person profits, we all profit. Any open ad slot not sold will be used to air a promo of another show in the network, which I think is brilliant. It'll all be run on Megaphone. If you buy into the network ad rev share approach, your hosting is free. If you opt out of the rev share, I will still give you access for $25 a month. Let me know if it's of interest. So I said yes. Then he sent me a, a Google Doc with more information. 
anyone can be a member. He even uses the word marketing loosely. So like if I had a show that even mentioned the word marketing, I could do it. I mean, I don't know if he was technically asking if we would do this show, but I thought I would I would do enough. I mean, I, we can't change hosting because I don't want to do that. But like I thought I would start a new show about marketing. Like it would be a good opportunity for me to start something different just to see how it goes. So I just wanted to let you guys know that I was doing that. I wouldn't mind help naming this show because I don't know if you remember, but I've talked about doing like some either personal brand content or content around being yourself, being funny, being personal and making small connections and how important connecting in small ways can be to both changing the world and and solidifying your personal brand. So that's kind of what I want to discuss on the show with all kinds of topics like TikTok or whatever. Okay. <laughs> that's it? Yay. I mean, listen, the ideation of stuff like this is always a dopamine hitter. You know, you just get the dopamine hit. Oh my God, this looks cool. The execution of it, on the other hand, becomes an incredibly hand like hard thing and it's a lift. Well, that's why I'm curious. Right. And I get I mean I get we've it. always I, concepted out a network going, yeah, the execution. I can't we can't. Yeah, well the thing is to. this when you were saying like, well megaphone, well listen, what he's doing unless did he say megaphone is going to be getting the ads? Yes. Or Spotify. It's a Spotify ad. I believe Spotify owns megaphone now. No, I understand that. But what I'm saying is in in terms of the ads, because there's a difference between going with the the a, a hosting company that's going to actually get the ads versus doing something like a pro network feature, which a lot of different podcast hosts offer, where you can sell these ads and you can have dynamic insertion into the entire network. And generally, those are higher prices because you can manage all the different campaigns, you can manage all the different sponsors for yourself, but you're using a specific hosting platform that is offering you the tool set so that you can execute how you want. So what I don't know is, is Megaphone going to be getting the ads or is he going to be getting the ads and selling the marketing network? Well, eventually number two, but at first number one. At first you do the slot they put the ads in for you, Spotify or whatever. And then eventually, once, we are, once we've grown, he will start selling as a group our show to other sponsors. But I think at first, it's just the Spotify ad network. I'm assuming that there's no low end. Uh, yeah. Meaning if like, you start a podcast, you're going to probably have 100 downloads per episode per month. At first. Right. And so... But I also have an established audience. He didn't just ask someone off the street that he plucked. No, I he knows get, no, that I, I have an audience. I understand that. But I'm saying, listen, I, I can tell you that even launching a podcast now is not what it used to be. So expectations in terms of numbers. It's going to be a, a, a very test, interesting absolutely. test. Yes. As I'm a test, very interested to see how it goes. Absolutely. Anyway. Yes. Okay, dokie, pokey. All right, next, let's discuss. We have like time for one or two more things, right? Okay. This, I'm going to have to show, did you check this out, Jess? I this did. was like yes. possibly one of the best 
Yeah, it's amazing. Survey. That's why I want to talk about it because that great. I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. This was uh, in our last episode that we moved over to this, and this is it's coming from Business Wire. Uh, the title of this is "The Average Podcaster Covers Five Different Jobs at Once." Muckrack, muckrack. Right. That's a weird muckrack, muckrack, <laughs> muckrack. <laughs> Survey five. <laughs> Muckrack, 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 muckrack. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. That was weird. But like, okay, first line, first line though. This is what drew me in. Podcasters are masters of multitasking. Uh huh. They had me at that. Hello, because honestly, this is possibly the only survey that I've ever seen that actually addresses the fact that when it comes to podcasters. It's not just like they do that one thing, that they do all of the different things. Um, They also have key findings from the study that says most podcasters are responsible for sourcing their own content. Oh, duh. Yeah, 80%. And get this, booking their own guests, 80%. Also, current events in news, media, and culture are the leading source of inspiration followed by ongoing areas of research and study. So that's 61 versus 41. Right. Most podcasters use downloads to measure success. That's 78%. Twitter is is the most popular platform where podcasters reach their audiences. And that's 41%. Around 100 to 200 words is the most popular email length when receiving a pitch. What what does that even have to do with it? I don't know. With over 50% of podcasters preferring this length. Oh, Oh, so it's for you as a podcaster. Mm -hmm. If somebody sends in a pitch that's between 100 and 200 characters, that we are more apt to respond to that. I wholeheartedly agree to that, like 100%. The majority of respondents publish new episodes on a weekly cadence, and that's at 48%. So what do you think about these results? I mean, do you have any other insight that you were just like, oh my God, yes. I just thought all of it was so, so interesting. I'm sad that people reach the most audience on Twitter because that's not my experience, but I have never really, I have to admit, I have not really tried on Twitter. I can't lie. Most of it seemed pretty obvious, like weekly podcasts, yes, using downloads to measure, yes, sourcing their own content, booking their own guests, yes. Like this to me means that they asked independent podcasters because i i know corporate podcasters would not answer most of these the same way yeah but i think that one of the things that i really appreciated about this and maybe we can in some way shape or form share this information with the vast amount of people that are not podcasters out there because this is i think the pivotal information and i think it's gonna slowly kill me if people don't address this okay when it comes to pr pitches The vast majority of podcasters, 91%, said that they want to be pitched one-on-one email. Many want PR professionals to get familiar with their show by listening to multiple episodes before they pitch. Note that, please, people. Please continue to do that. Two a day at least. Okay. Lack of personalization and bad timing are the primary reasons podcasters will reject a pitch. And so just that in its own, for its own sake is so important because I cannot even tell you how many pitches come in to my email box pitching me when they've obviously they've never listened to the podcast. And number two, what's even more irksome, Jess, I don't know if this has happened to you in the past. Sometimes they pitch me 
for a podcast that is not mine. So they will no, go, hi, Elsie. No. They, they and they will say like they will open it up with mentioning people that I'm like who are these people like are you it's not that's not my show show that's never happened to me that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard it is really frustrating who would and do it that? all the time all the time we would love to have so and so on and so and so on the and then it's some show. That I don't even know. And I'm like, what is this? Sometimes that's when I respond and I go, what is this show again? That's not my show. Yeah. <sighs> that's so weird. No one's ever yeah. pitched me for a show. They do sometimes pitch me for um, Lady Business Radio on our She Podcasts one. But yeah. other than that, no. No, it's no, no, no. Never. All the time. Never, ever. And it makes me so pissed off because I honestly don't even know what to do anymore. Like, I wish that I could. There's a part of me that wants to be super evil and just be like outing people and like sharing it on social media simply because they're really pushing me over. Just, it's just too much. Like, I don't even want to deal with it. Anymore. Oh my God. John says he gets pitches for sheep. That's fucking ridiculous. Oh my God. What the hell? That's so weird. Honestly, 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 it's honestly, just, honestly. It's not good. I don't, I don't. And then what I, what's even worse though, because they said 100 to 200 words. I would say 100 to 200 characters. I'll know whether or not I'll say yes or no. Yeah. I hate it when they go, hey, we love your show, you know, and it's not my show. And then they continue with this like essay about who their person is and what they've done and how they've changed the world and why they're incredible. And I'm like, why does that even have to do with me or my show, like why? Right, right. Anyway, I'm just whatevs. Whatever. It's annoying. People are annoying. Everyone's annoying. No matter what you do, they're annoying. All right, <laughs> okay. All right, people are annoying. Yes. All right. I think we're gonna have to close the show here very right. soon. Yes. Let's close Am it up. Uh, yes. May as well because we gotta go and do some shit. Okay. Thank you so much for. Listening to this episode of She Podcast, if you'd like to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can find us at She Podcast. Are you surprised? You can also go to our website, ShePodcast.com. And if you want to tell us something, anything at all, go to feedback at ShePodcast.com. Other than that, um, let's see. What else can we tell you to do? Not much because it's getting close to the end of the year. We're getting ready to put our shop our merch store out so get ready for that shepodcast.shop other than that um i guess we will see you next time thank you so much again for being here love you mean it bye